Right. This is Wednesday, five o'clock, Winwood Radio. I'm your host, weekly Wednesdays. Is it four twenty? Actually, a little late today. Traffic raining, uh, and uh, got caught up in uh, in both of the above. So today, another amazing show on discussions of truth. I a n t r o t t i e r is. My Twitter handle and Instagram handle, and that would be Ian Trottier, two different names. And uh, anyway, so uh, last week's show with Carl Denninger, uh, founder of the Tea Party movement, uh, has done incredibly well on the iTunes platform. All of the episodes, I know there are folks that listen to this live, and, and, and we go live uh, Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. Those who listen on a podcast platform, uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Anchor, the week uh, episode last week has done incredibly well. And as always, Discussions of Truth has been very fortunate and received some incredible guests. So, getting into uh, getting into a, a, a quick lineup here. Um, April 6th, the uh, lead scientist, head scientist, lead scientist at uh, NASA Langley will be joining program. Dennis Bushnell, again, April 6th. And uh, another lineup here for you. I can get to the screen properly. Yes, here we are, March 6th. Tony Gosling, British activist, historian, investigative radio journalist. He's the owner of the site Bilderberg.com. Richard Lighthouse. Ooh, this is a real fun one. Uh, that's coming up February 27th. Richard Lighthouse. Who is Richard Lighthouse? Apart from having a... MCS, that's a Master's of Science in Mechanical Engineering from Stanford University. Uh, Richard has a very interesting quote. He says that Lloyd's Banking Group is the largest, probably the largest corporation, this is quote, in the world with a global market capitalization exceeding 2.4 quadrillion USD. He quotes Yahoo Finances that. The company is formed in 1995. Based on its financials, it appears to be hiding trillions of dollars in assets, he says. The total market capitalization of the stock's Listed on the London Stock Exchange, LLD2, LLD5, LLD6, LLD7, those are all capital capitals, are quite large. In fact, it is larger than any other bank in the world combined, he says. Richard Lighthouse. Think about this because it bears repeating. One bank in London has more assets and value than all of the banks in the world combined. It is at least 100 times larger than the next largest bank, J.P. Morgan Chase. 
February 27th, he'll be right here on the program. If you go to my website, iantrotier.com, that's I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com, slash radio, all capitals, just go to I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com. I've got all the guests listed and a quick bio and some links. Mathematical solution unifying the four fundamental forces in nature. That's the kind of mind and brain that Richard has in his cranium. Pretty impressive. Uh, and that's a book that he's written. And next week, that's February 20th, we'll be hosting Annie Thomas, internationally renowned for his research on Western world history and unsolved mysteries. He's author of multiple books, perhaps best known for The Truth Agenda, Making Sense of Unexplained Mysteries, Global Cover-Ups, and Visions for a New Era, published in 2009. What's interesting about Andy is that that book has been adopted in the sociology department of uh, Vancouver Island University, Canada, B.C. Okay, so now for today, he's a past guest on the program. Three times he's joined us. Mark Shaw, former defense attorney. I'll cut to a break and bring Mark onto the program. Listen to a little Metallica as we fade out. All right. kind of travel that you just kind of go with the flow before i was like the planner that used to freak out like everybody needs to be on time at seven o'clock i would wake everybody up i would knock on their doors like oh my god yeah yes because we actually my friends and i we do one trip every year all of us together kind of travel kind of travel that you just kind of go with the flow yeah we're gonna cut that out i'm gonna leave you with metallica as is uh it's another podcast running uh windwoodradio.com and i was gonna cut to a commercial but uh, i'll have to uh I figure out how to do that. So Metallica. Could you define the word paranoiac? Could you define it in more detail? Uh... Could you define the word paranoiac? Could you define it in more detail? Uh, is when uh, the name is uh, paranoiac critical method because it's one spontaneous method of knowledge based in the instantaneous association of delirious material. Everything appeared in my life delirious or antagonistic, impossible put together. My method instantaneously created this miracle. This is DJ Harvey speaking and you're in tune to winwoodradio.com. El arte, el arte se debe sentir, ¿no? debes dejarte llevar por las emociones que provoca sin, sin necesidad de explicarlo intelectualmente.
is not something just to be listened. My message is not a doctrine, not a philosophy. My message is a certain alchemy, a science of transformation. My message is winwoodradio.com A ver, vamos a ver, Wingwood Radio, la mejor emisora de Wingwood en la Florida. Wow. Wow. A orillas del río Bravo hay una linda región. Me gusta Wingwood Radio. Seek and destroy. That is what we aim to do here on Discussions of Truth. Seek out corruption on all levels and destroy it. And one such case, perhaps the most well-known in U.S. history, would be the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, Mark, are you there? Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Mark, it's nice to have you back on the program. This is the third time you have joined uh, Discussions of Truth on Winwood Radio, and you've been up to some great things. Since you last were on the program, you uh, had you, you, you came to an agreement with a production company out, out, of, out of Hollywood. Away. Go ahead. I couldn't hear you, but I think what you meant was a production company out of, uh, of L.A. Yes. Hello. Yes, I, I'm okay. here. I, I think I've got some sort of a back, okay. background <laughs> That's uh, all right. backlash. That's all right. Uh, yes. Um, very blessed. The uh, the reporter who knew too much, which is the first book I wrote about Dorothy Kilgallen and her investigation of the JFK assassination, which I believe is the most credible in history. Um, we were fortunate; it became a bestseller, and the movie rights up. And then they also picked them up for the new book which is Denial of Justice, which is the second book about Dorothy Kilgallen. It has more to do uh, not only with her life and times, but also uh, what I would say is obstruction of justice by the New York uh, District Attorney's Office, New York City District Attorney's Office, uh, who reneged on an agreement to thoroughly investigate her death and uh, uh, even have some updates on that as well. Excellent. So, so, so Mark, Denial of Justice, was this a... When you set out to investigate Dorothy Kilgallen, last time we spoke, and you'd gotten into Jack Ruby and, mm-hmm. and, and found some really interesting connections, but when you had set out to get into the Dorothy Kilgallen angle, and was was a was a subsequent uh, book? Were you thinking it would become a series? You know, I always like to to say that I want to hopefully my work inspires other uh, aspiring authors. Because- I really never intended, Ian, to write the first book about Dorothy, the right. reporter who knew too much. And, you know, it just touched the emotions of people. She was a remarkable uh, investigative journalist, uh, a reporter, uh, what's my line star. She had, a, you know, an incredible life uh, while raising three children. But she is the most credible person to have ever investigated the JFK assassination. And so um, I covered a lot of that in the first book. But uh, this whole matter with regard to Dorothy uh, is really an inside look at what happened 50-some years ago because 
love reporters who uh, who looked into the JFK assassination and all the authors since Dorothy was there as you know she was the only person at the at the uh, Jack Ruby trial to interview him a couple times she exposed his war and commission testimony before it was to be released and she was writing a tell all book for Random House shortly before she died in November <laughs> for of 19 so that whole story uh, I learned about it just as readers have yeah. and I, I'm both books are true crime so that people can kind of figure out what they happened to Dorothy. But uh, we need we needed to have somebody like this uh, so that through their eyes, the eyes of somebody who was actually there, uh, we could learn more about the truth as to what happened. Yeah, e- exactly. So denial of justice picks up on the uh, kill gallon a- a- angle, and y- do you you say you know, you say you know. The killer and the, the killer. Yeah, the killer yeah, and, uh, still lives. Yeah, he he is still alive. There aren't a lot of people who are alive, Ian, but uh, right. he is still alive. And uh, you know, this uh, I think you know, and I'm I'm like you. I, I I only I don't speculate in my books. I use primary sources. Uh, I want people who were there. I don't want people who say, well, somebody said to somebody or whatever. And so through my research. And through, I think, the guidance of Dorothy in many ways uh, to 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 clue out things from reader tips that I got from the reporter who knew too much and all of that, uh, I was able to really uh, be able to put this together because, as you may know, uh, I'm able to expose in denial of justice uh, for the first time in a book what I believe are the most important JFK assassination documents in history, and that's the Jack Ruby trial transcripts. And I came across those, and... People can read those. We embedded the pages in the new book. Wow. They're also up on my website, markshawbooks.com. And I always like to say, you know, uh, whatever you know about the JFK assassination, please take a look at these cr- transcripts because there's a couple things that I can tell you will read. Number one, uh, Jack Ruby actually watched the JFK assassination while it was taking place. He watched it from across the street from the Daily Plaza uh, at the uh, Dallas Morning News offices. Uh, he admits in there says that he was going to be there when Oswald was transferred. He admits he got in by acting like a reporter. I mean, there's all of these revelations in there that Dor- Dorothy knew about because she was in the front row of the trial. But this is the, the most credible primary source evidence we've ever had, and I'm pleased to say that it's it's really made a lot of people stop and think that there certainly was a plot to kill the president. In fact, if people want to see my whole YouTube and look at my presentation of the Commonwealth Club of San Francisco in December, great, great, uh, great. where I really lay out exactly how this all works. So uh, that might be something they'll want to take a, take a look at as well, because you're like me. What do we want to do? We want people to stop and think about things. And, right. and I think Dorothy's uh, research certainly does that. And Mark, so the Commonwealth Club, I'm, I'm familiar with it in San Francisco. Have you gotten, has, has, has your work and your research uh, picked up the attention of anybody that's kind of said, hey, wow, Mark, I am impressed in what you're doing. Well, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting. When I gave the presentation on, at, uh, on the, the reporter who knew too much at a uh, prestigious store in the San Francisco area, Book Passage, I think at last count there were uh, almost 30,000 views, uh, hits on that website, on that, uh, on that presentation. Great. Uh, it's only been two months now with regard to when I gave the, uh, since I gave the presentation at the Commonwealth Club. Yeah. There's almost 6,000. Wow. Is that people will watch those presentations and then they can stop and think and make up their own mind about what happened. But uh, 
you know that that means a lot to me because both books have really touched the emotions of people. They they have uh, really come to respect Dorothy Kilgallen and want to know what she found out. Those aren't my words yeah. as to what happened. These are Dorothy's, and that's why they're most credible. So okay, so 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 the Dowdle brothers produced a, a documentary on, on on Waco, Texas. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it, um, but mm-hmm. obviously it caught the, the, the what you're doing caught caught their interest. Right. Um, is is the plan now then to make uh, uh to make this a, a a a is there any more development on on that where you where your where your contract left off? Yeah, well, I'll tell you exactly where it is. Of course, Hollywood land moves in a, at a slow pace, so you have to be patient. But I I spoke with the producers a couple of weeks ago. They're well into to uh, completing a script for a motion picture. It also could be a a multi series television uh, presentation, but. Um, you know, I, I'm very impressed with them. What impressed me about Waco and people on the Paramount Network, because it's a, a very accurate depiction of what happened down in Texas so many years ago, but what impressed me about them is how close they stayed to the truth. And that's what I asked them to do, and that's why I picked them to, to be able to pr- produce uh, Dorothy's story. And I must say, so far, I'm very pleased with what uh, what. Well, what they say the other day, it took, uh, what, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, almost 10 years. Uh, I'm going to be a patient man about this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, now what about what about the killer? Have you, uh, yeah. you, you said, the last time you, you were on the program, you mentioned that you had, uh, you, you had contacted the person. Is that correct? Well, the whole thing uh, has to do with the fact that uh, through my research, I was able to knew too much, really nailed down on the last person who was with Dorothy the night before she mysteriously died in 1965. His name is Ron Pataki. He's a journalist, former journalist, lives in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I sent him the book. I interviewed him two or three times, uh, and that was really important. But then uh, I was able to get tips from some readers and some relatives of uh, this Ron Pataki, who, who, where he admitted he was the last person to see Dorothy alive, uh, he knew facts that only the killer could know. And so I took all that information to the New York District Attorney's Office, and it's in denial. question in my mind that Ron had some culpability in uh, in Dorothy's death. Um, he, uh, he, he, had a, he, he, he was obviously connected with some of those people who couldn't let Dorothy tell the truth about what happened with the JFK assassination. And so Ron knows what I'm doing. He's still alive, and uh, I'm back at the... Okay. All this new evidence that I be I was able to come up with, especially these admissions that nobody else but the but the killer could know. Now, there's a 1979 U.S. House Committee uh, mm-hmm. inquiry that found that mm-hmm. Kennedy, and this is a quote from the from the from the insert, uh, insert mm-hmm. probably assassinated as a result of, and this is a this is a term that's used. Um, pretty loosely, whether by design or not, but as a result of mm-hmm. conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Did did Kilgallen know that this may have been a conspiracy from elements within people that knew JFK on the homeland? Well, well what what you have to do is um, use some common sense here. 
you have to remember that when JFK was died, J. Edgar Hoover was shouting the world as Oswald alone theory, that it was only one person. He was a nut. He did it. There was nothing the FBI could do about it. Well, the other side of that story with Dorothy Kilgallen. She knew JFK. They were personal friends. He befriended her little son when they went to the White House. And so when he was killed, it was personal for her. She had covered the Dr. Sam Shepard case. She had had uh, covered the uh, Lindbergh baby kidnapping case. She was the uh, investigative reporter of the time. And so uh, she went to Dallas. She went to the, the J to the uh, Ruby trial. She interviewed Ruby twice. She got all together, and what did she figure out? Well, from talking to Ruby, she decided that what she knew was that this whole matter of killing JFK went back to the 1960 election. And what happened there, she was able to show, and I proved this in a couple of my other books, too, and I think it's pretty common knowledge. Joe Kennedy knew that JFK was going to lose the 1960 election unless he was in West Virginia. And so he, uh, he used some of his uh, contacts with the underworld through Frank Sinatra, Sam Giancana, and Carlos Marcello, and some of the others, and he got an agreement with them. You help us win the election. We'll leave you guys alone when we get in the White House. Well, the double cross took place because they did help JFK win the, win the presidency. But when uh, JFK got in office, Joe forced JFK, and I have an eyewitness right there when it happened, forced JFK to appoint Bobby Kennedy attorney general. He went after all those guys, Bessie Marcello and Giancana. So Dorothy then talks to Jack Ruby, and Ruby gives her information about exactly what happened uh, with him, you know, she, she's in the front row. She's hearing this testimony. Uh, she's not looking at a conspiracy. She's looking at a plot to kill the president of the United States. And so where does she go, Ian? She doesn't go to Washington to look into the CIA or Johnson or anybody. She goes to New Orleans where this Car Carlos Marcello is. She does her investigation. She's writing this book by J. Edgar Hoover and that Marcello masterminded the JFK assassination. And what happens to her? She's silenced because those people that she was going to expose can't let her write that tell-all book for Random House, and that's why she was killed. So Dorothy had it all figured out, and that's what cost her her life. And, and, and Mark, for listeners, take us, take us back a little bit because you're, you're no lightweight. You're a former defense attorney based in, in, in Los Angeles at the time. You're now in Northern California. And, and you've represented some pretty high-profile uh, people mm -hmm. like Kobe Bryant and Mike Tyson, I, I believe O.J. Simpson. So so for someone of, 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 your, uh, of your ability, I, I'll say, uh, to, to, dive in, to dive into one of the most controversial deaths uh, of, 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 of the country's existence— um, is, 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 is dramatic, but you, something, something about Dorothy, and I want you to mm -hmm. maybe talk, talk about that a little bit as uh, well. Something about Dorothy Kilgallen, uh, spoke to you and perhaps she speaks to yeah. you or directs you. So okay. if you could, a two part question, Mark, give listeners a little bit of the background as to how you got involved in this. And then mm -hmm. perhaps also shed a little bit of light as as to maybe some of the uh, 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 some of the uh, uh, communications perhaps or 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 or, mm -hmm. or, uh, uh, or impressions that you're receiving uh, that 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 could possibly be from Dorothy. If, uh, yeah, well, let me 
Let me let me say this first that you know I didn't represent those people. I I was a network uh, legal analyst for the JFK or for the uh, uh, Kobe Bryant, O.J. Simpson, and Mike Tyson trials, and so I have experience there. Former criminal defense lawyer handling handling murders, murder cases mostly. I look always look at motive, and so I got into the Dorothy Kilgallen situation by accident. Uh, for your your uh, view, your listeners out there who who are in the uh, later generations of their life, they will remember Melvin Belli, who was the, um, you know, very famous uh, San Francisco lawyer who actually represented Jack Ruby. And I knew Belli in the 1980s. I practiced law with him for a little while. And uh, when, I, when he died, I wrote a biography of him and um, interviewed a lot of his colleagues. And one of them said, you know, that uh, Belli knew Dorothy Kilgallen. And I said, well, what? Because Dorothy was very famous for this quiz show, What's My Line?, he said, no, Mark, you don't know anything about her. She had a syndicated newspaper column to 200 people, 200 newspapers across the country. She covered the famous trial. She had a radio program. She, she, you know, she had done all these different things, and she covered the Jack Ruby trial. And I said, I didn't know that. And he said, yeah, no, you know, it's funny. When Dorothy died, Belli said to me, they've killed Dorothy. Now they'll go after Jack Ruby. They've killed Dorothy. Now they'll go after Jack Ruby. One of the things I like about you the most, Ian, is that you're a curious guy, and you go after things when when you see that there's something you should go after. Well, that comment made me really start uh, investigating Dorothy's death. And I started to look at what I found that she had, you know, on the Dorothy DorothyKilgallenStory.org. I, I don't care if people buy the book. That's up to them. They can go to the library or the, the independent stores. But go to the DorothyKilgallenStory.org. You'll see all the... Uh, photographs of Dorothy, the quotes about her, um, all of the information about her background, but mostly her columns that she wrote about the JFK assassinations and interviews with her, uh, people who knew her the best, including uh, Joe Tonahill, who was Ruby's co-counsel, others uh, that knew her very well. But what you will find in those columns is that one week after JFK died, she wrote her first column, The Oswald File Must Not Close. And then she wrote about 10 more columns. And you have to think about, in that situation, J. Edgar Hoover is out there shouting the Oswald alone theory. Everybody is going along with it. Many people still believe it 50 years later. And here's Dorothy going the wrong way on a one-way street shouting, wait a minute, this doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. And, um, you know, that put her law in danger. She was a, you know, people have, have uh, emailed me calling her a patriot. People have gone to her a grave and left flowers with her tombstone. Um, she She's just an amazing woman, and I have such respect for her, and I'm so glad to say that thousands of people around the world, I got an email the other day from somebody in Argentina and Iceland wow. and all that, you know, that, that really praised Dorothy because what was she? She was a woman of the truth. She right. had the same kind of integrity that you have, and that's what I respect in people, and that's why I love Dorothy so much. And yes, She's guided me all the way along. I don't know why, but she continues to with permitting me to find new information that she found back in 1965. Well, th th this is this is very interesting, uh, Mark, and, and 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 perhaps you are, you may remember I started this program uh, now a little over two uh, years ago. I've, I'm beyond the, one, the 100th episode now, but I started this because of a a local pesticide that was being sprayed. Uh, in, in, in the Miami area and the controversy surrounding its connection to the Rockefeller uh, Foundation and then also uh, also the um, 
the 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 uh, the the virus itself. So the pesticide and the virus both had connections. Right, right. And, and so I thought eh, that just seemed odd to me. And then as I started digging up more and more things, I, uh, I, 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 I as you say, I was very curious. Uh, but but something about something about the the John F. Kennedy assassination. Uh, and it's and the fact that so many so many files are still closed, and it, it, basically it seems like the average American doesn't accept the uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald angle, and there's just so many questions that persist. So 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 Mark, do, and I, th- I I gather that you, you may be somewhat of a spiritual you, you be you be open to a, a spiritual side. You are, do you feel that Dorothy has a uh, has a hand in this with you personally or maybe directing you? Well, yeah, I think we have to, you know, I am a spiritual person. In fact, at one point in my life, I, I attended seminary and got a degree in theological studies. And so, yes, I am a spiritual person. And I think we have to keep our eyes open, our ears open, uh, to, you know, to watch for things that happen. Most people ask me, you know, this is what, my 27th or 8th book, and, and the books come to me. And this book came to me. And I don't know why Dorothy chose me to be her voice, but but I I, I am, and I've been shouting, you know, uh, listen to this woman because, um, you know, she she was there. I mean, and and people may say, listening to this program, wait a minute, we got a lot of problems in this country that we need to deal with. Why is this important? Dorothy died fifty some years ago. JFK was killed fifty some right. years ago. Well, it's history, it's history, and we have to learn from history, and we have to, to stop and think, and we have to question. Because even with the you know the the current political climate and all of that, people need to get the facts and they need to then question what's going on. Well, with Dorothy, people have said to me, "Boy, we wish we had a reporter like Dorothy Kilgallen today." Mm. And I, I I really believe that that's true because she never speculated. She went out there, you know. How many people do we know in the media, Ian? Unfortunately, who reach a conclusion and throw out this sensational headline yeah. and then they let the facts fit that conclusion instead of going out and finding the facts first before they ever throw out that sensational headline. People don't know who to trust these days. Well, you know, we don't have somebody like Walter Cronkite or some of the, the news people that just gave us the facts, and that's what Dorothy was good at. If you read all of her columns and you look at everything she wrote and what people said about her, she had the trust of people. There's my favorite photograph on the Dorothy Kilgallen story.org, and both in the Reporter Who Knew Too Much and Denial of Justice, is her standing in the middle of the Dr. Sam Shepard trial. And if people may remember, that's the case, as you know, that became the film The Fugitive and the television series uh-huh. and all of that. Yeah. And she stands there, and she's surrounded by all of the other reporters in admiration because they wow. could trust her. They knew she had the best sources. And that's the kind of um, reputation that she had. And uh, you know, I'm proud that I've been able to, to um, let people about Dorothy, and especially how many young journalists I've heard from, especially women who have said, you know, I may, I may really continue into this because I want to be a reporter just like Dorothy Kilgallen. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing inspiration. Mark, uh, Denial of Justice is available for purchase now? Yes, it is. It came out in uh, in December, and the reporter who knew too much. And I'm, I just I hear from people, and if they want to email me, they can. The books are available everywhere, but they can go to uh, markshaw.com, my uh, my website, and my email is there. And I answer every single email. And I think my assistant told me 
at last count, there's more than a thousand that have come in uh, based wow. on those two books. But you know, I want to hear from people, and and you know, some of the people are critical about it, and other people. But for the most part, um, they they. I'm telling you, I have an email right in front of me here. It's four pages long. Wow. And this this gentleman bought the book and spent the entire weekend going and has pointed out all these things. He's even caught a couple of clerical errors that we have, which is fine. But, you know, I'm going to answer that because I know he took the time to do all of that, just like people take the time to listen to you every day, and that's that's how it should be. And it's teamwork. At the end of the day, it's about being. Where right. if you're not in America, it's all it's 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 about justice and 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 freedom and truth for everyone. Uh, and and so well, it's, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we had we. I, I would encourage also any of your your listeners. I got so many tips from people. Uh, I found uh, Dorothy Kilgallen's Butler's daughter. Wow. Uh, through a tip from a reader and was able to go to New York and interview her for denial of justice. There are all kinds of new images of Dorothy up on the in the uh, denial of justice book. She's there with Betty Davis. She's there with George Harrison. She's at the Truman White House. I mean, all of these wonderful uh, images and and information that I got come from lists uh, from from readers, just like I'm sure that you get uh, people contacting you with. May have lost, Mister. Hello. Yeah. Okay. There we are. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Fine. Though mm-hmm. so I assume that happens. You hear from listeners, and and they tell you about things, and you follow up on them, and and try to find out what's going on. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. And it, and 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 that's that's. If if we can together make the world a better place, that's what it's all about, as far as I'm concerned. Well, and it should be. Uh, it should be because you know we're fortunate to be able to be in a position where either through the printed word or through voice, that we can, uh, as I say again, uh, I just encourage people to, to, to really get the facts these days and then question things. And, and you know, so many people want to gripe about the, uh, the the whole political climate and everything going on in this country. But if right. you don't do something about it, you've got, right. no right to, you've got no right to gripe. And if you don't vote, uh, then, then keep your mouth shut because that is your right to do, and that's how we change things in this country one way or another. And, you know, people don't have to, to get in touch with me and say, Mark, boy, you figured this all out, or Dorothy has, or whatever. They make me stop and think, just like I'm sure your listeners do for you. Uh, Mark, have you been back to Joe's? Uh, back to Joe's. Uh, Is that the name of the cafe? Did I get that wrong? Oh, yes, I have, as a matter of fact. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what a good, what a good, me- you got a better memory than I do. Yes, uh. I have and uh, very blessed to live in the in the Northern California area, but um, you know that I really enjoyed that. And and it's interesting. Maybe your listeners don't know you were sitting there with me, uh, deciding what you were going to do. You were thinking about writing a book, which I have. Uh, you were and you were uh, you know hoping that your program you could continue and all of that. But you had a lot of questions in your mind and everything about where you were going. Uh, but at that time, I think you wondered what would happen in the future, and look how successful you've been now. So my hat's off to you, Ian, for what you've been able to accomplish. Mark, uh, what's 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 next for you and and, and Dorothy after denial? Where where, where 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 does this go from here after denial of justice? Well, I'll tell you what I've I've learned, uh, and I haven't really announced this anywhere, and I'm going to do more with it now. But I now have conclusive proof that the New York District Attorney's Office uh, reneged, uh, double-crossed, whatever you want to call it, obstructed justice 
uh, with regard to the investigation, the bogus investigation of Dorothy Kilgallen's death in 2017. I have written proof of that now, uh, really, uh, through an admission by somebody in their office. And so I'm going to go back to them and confront them with that, but I'll probably take uh, all of this to the United States District Attorney, United States Attorney's Office in New York, uh, in the New York State, and ask them to investigate not only uh, the investigation by the New York District Attorney's Office, but also to take over the investigation of Dorothy Kilgallen, uh, her death, and uh, convene a grand jury to look into this. So that'll be my next stop because I'm never going to give up the fight to get Dorothy the justice that she deserved when she mysteriously died in 1965 and there was no investigation at all. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Shaw. Mark, thanks for joining the program. Hey, you're a good man, Ian. Take care. Bye-bye. Mark Shaw is a cog in the wheel of this program. What I mean is he and I click and I get his flow. He sees a flow in me that he gets. We're very fortunate to have had him on this program, very fortunate to have crossed paths. Like you heard him say, he's an author of 27 books, and his resume is beyond impressive. He's got a very, very intelligent mind on his shoulders, and it's because of people like that. It's because of people like Mark Shaw that this country is great. Period. I will be right back with some closing comments. How about a little jump in the fire? El arte se debe sentir, debes dejarte llevar por las emociones que provoca sin, sin necesidad de explicarlo intelectualmente. Thursday, it's Wednesday. Spirit Beyond Felipe Blanco. I think that's the name of that show. I haven't listened to it personally, but uh, we are an independent station, 
and uh, suggest you check out some of the other shows on Winwood Radio. This is Discussions of Truth. I'm here, apart from today, I was late, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Melvin Goodman, senior fellow at the Center for International Policy in Washington, D.C., Whistleblower at the CIA is his book. He was on the program here two weeks ago, and he has reached back out. We're working on bringing him back in the next couple months. You just heard author Mark Shaw. Give him a Google. He's got a very impressive resume, and he's hot on the trail of the Dorothy Kilgallen murder. I said it. Murder. An overdose on barbiturates is what the report was. I'm putting, I'm making the declaration. I'm putting my faith, as opposed to trust, but I'm putting my faith into the work of Mark Shaw. He is saying that she was murdered because she knew too much about the Kennedy assassination. And he's hot on that trail. And he means business. And he's going to the district uh, attorney. And he's he's gonna take it. He's gonna take it until he said, like you said, like you heard him say, until he finds justice and he gets justice for Kilgallen. Next week, one of Britain's most prolific alternative lecturers, Andy Thomas, is internationally renowned for his research. Let me pause. Because during that during that moment with Mark, I, I talked about the Zika virus and the pesticide used to spray it called Naila. The, the two of them owned by the Rockefeller Foundation, okay? And and, and, and kind of like Mark had alluded to, hey, you know, this stuff is history. It's 50 years old, 60 years old. Why do you even care? Well, yeah, you care because you want to learn history so you can improve your future. But more importantly, you look at the guest list that this program has received. Former CIA, uh, These people are saying and almost, almost, almost pleading with you, the listener, to make a make a difference. Stand up and do something about your country because it's in grave danger. The U.S. Constitution is being torn to shreds, and it will continue to be torn to shreds unless you and me and everyone else who cares about it makes a difference. I'm, I, I'm not. I, people say, "Are you a political show, Ian?" No, this isn't about politics. Okay, this isn't about politics. This is about living a free and just and a life of liberty, because that's the country that we've received as America. Okay, and and that's what I speak for. I we've got Canadian listeners, we've got British listeners, we've got listeners in Mexico, we've got listeners uh, around the world. But as far as I'm concerned, the beacon of hope is that U.S. Constitution. 
And so, you know, like May, Ray McGovern, I mean, it goes on and on. Melvin Goodman. There's nothing better than honest, open talk. And whether that's you talking to your family or talking to your friends and not being criticized, being listened to, and then you draw out the facts. And so this is talk radio. Nothing gets cut. Nothing is censored. I hit record, and then I hit I hit end, and then that's what gets published. And that is the way it's been since it started. That's the way it's going to continue being. And everything that the guest says goes on air and gets recorded. So, yeah. So the Rockefellers having a hand in this and then having a hand in that led me to a guy named Anthony Sutton, former Stanford Hoover fellow, who he, of course, talked about the Skull and Bones uh, Society at Yale, who if you haven't listened to, uh, uh, if, you have, if you haven't listened to... Uh, Excuse me. Um, excuse me. Anyway, so if you haven't listened to, uh, I, I give out these short links because that's sometimes how um, how I remember remember them. But if you type in bitly bit slash three two two skull and bones, you should get uh, you should get this episode, Charlotte Eiserbit, okay, intricately connected to this society at Yale that Sutton would report, was reported on. And, and, and it, 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 this is why you look into history, and this is why you question authority. I, I'm not complaining about this country. It's powerful, it's strong, it's wealthy. What I complain about is if they do things that they shouldn't be doing, like getting involved in a nonsensical war in Vietnam, what about the First war, World War and the Second World War? And then what about going into Iraq, right? Going to Iraq, but there's no weapons of mass destruction. What's that all about? So is the United States playing their own agenda, or have they piggybacked and gotten themselves involved in an agenda of these old monarchy powers. The sun never set on the British Empire. Isn't the pound sterling the most... Isn't the pound sterling the most valuable currency on the planet? Am I mistaken? I don't think that I am. While the United States sits at a 20, what, two, three trillion dollar debt? Okay. So how does that wrap into the Rockefellers? Well, look at it, something that Sutton was talking about named a Hegelian dialectic, which basically means controlling the opposites. Trickle down, all of these different con- uh, uh, countries were pieces of the Roman Empire, right? France, Germany, these are, these are all pieces, Spain, all pieces of the once Roman Empire. You don't think this stuff doesn't thread through? It certainly does. And there are connections. Vatican, perhaps. A type of mafia, perhaps. Skull and bones, oh, very possibly. To the JFK death. So, think about questioning your authority because at the end of the day, 
This is a government by the people for the people. Next week, as I mentioned, and before I got into that tangent, Andy Thomas, Andy Thomas will join the program. He's a British alternative lecturer. He's internationally renowned for his research on Western world history and, again, unsolved mysteries. He is author of multiple books, perhaps best known for The Truth Agenda, Making Sense of Unexplained Mysteries, Global Cover-Ups, and Visions for a New Era. The publication, as I mentioned earlier, has been adopted by Vancouver Island University in their sociology department as a textbook. Andy is a key speaker at the UK's leading annual alternative conferences, the Glastonbury Symposium. Thomas has made appearances on ABC 2020, BBC News, the History Channel, National Geographic, Sky TV, United Kingdom, and Nippon TV, Japan, and many other media outlets. And as of about this time next week, exactly seven days, he will have appeared on Winwood Radio. So, I thank you for listening. I have been and always will be your host, as long as I'm capable, Ian Trottier. This is Discussions of Truth. Donate 50 bucks to the program. Get a great T-shirt. Impeach Mass Media. Impeachmassmedia.com. And until next week, be awesome.